If I were to look at everything going on in the world now, and you have still many, many risks in the market, I genuinely believe ZMBS is probably the best bang for your buck. Welcome to Deep Dive, a special edition of the BMO ETFs podcast. In these episodes, we put our investment strategies under the microscope so you can see how they work for your clients and your practice. Today, our experts will take you under the hood of the BMO Canadian MBS Index ETF, ticker ZMBS. Before we hear from our experts, please remember to subscribe to this podcast and share this episode with your professional network. Hello and welcome to the BMO ETF Deep Dive Podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Neville, ETF Product Specialist with BMO Global Asset Management. Well, today we're going to discuss a new ETF to BMO Shelf and a new and unique asset class to the Canadian ETF industry. The BMO Canadian MBS Index ETF, ticker ZMBS, is the first of its kind in Canada as it offers a basket of Canadian MBS pools. We are really excited to bring Canadian mortgage-backed securities to investors who can now access the sector of the fixed-income market with the efficiency, transparency, and liquidity benefits of an ETF. So to take us under the hood of ZMBS and perhaps demystify the mortgage market for us is an expert in the field, Jimmy Karam, Director of Trading at BMO Capital Markets. Jimmy is one of our market makers, working very hard every day to provide liquidity for our ETF. Thanks so much for joining us today, Jimmy. Thank you for having me. Jimmy, let's start with talking about the underlying mortgages within ZMBS. So what do these mortgages look like? Uh, what's their credit rating, their duration, and then how are they structured within the ETF? Yeah, absolutely. So. NHA MBS securities are really issued in different pool types. And, you know, these pool types are distinguished by the features of the underlying mortgage loans. The most common mortgage pool types are the 975 types, which consists of traditional five-year fixed-rate single-family residential mortgages. And these typically amortize over 25 years. You know, the 975 type NHA MBSs, they, they represent about 80% of all NHA MBSs currently outstanding. And that's about 60% as well of all the issuance in the last 10 years. Now, here's the thing. So since all NHA MBS pools in ZMBS are guaranteed by the Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation, the CMHC, which is a government entity, they hold a AAA credit rating due to the explicit government guarantee. Now, there's one important thing to note here. In fact, every NHA MBS security has two levels of guarantee. So the first level, which is the mortgage level guarantee, is by the issuer. And after that, there is the second level guarantee on the, on the NHA MBS pool, and that's the explicit guarantee by CMHC. So CMHC actually states that they guarantee the timely payment of principal and interest. And CMHC is a federal crime corporation fully backed by the government of Canada. So in terms of how ZMBS was actually built, so ZMBS was actually built using a laddering and sampling approach. The ETF actually holds 35 to 40 NHA MBS pools currently, and these vary between one to four-year weighted average life. And the duration of the ETF actually comes out to about 2.1 years, with a yield of roughly 0.7% currently. 
So since these NHA and BS securities amortize, and the ETF is supposed to have a constant weighted average life of about two years, the cash flows that you're getting from the underlying NHA and BS pools are automatically reinvested in order to maintain the characteristics of that ETF. And when we talk about those cash flows, we're talking about interest, principal, and prepayments on on the mortgages. So in this manner, the ETF will always hover around that two-year duration. Thanks, Jimmy. So let's look a little bit closely at the risk profile of ZMBS and the mortgages within it. So I know you mentioned they're AAA rated, guaranteed by CMHC, but there are still some investors out there that have a negative connotation when they think about mortgage-backed securities. They think back to the U.S. housing crisis in 2008 and the mass residential mortgage defaults that happened during that time. So how is you know ZMBS a lot different from those types of mortgages? What happens if a payment is missed or a mortgage default? And secondly, how is the Canadian mortgage market different from the U.S. market? Yes, absolutely. That's a, that's a great question, and it's it's really a point of discussion that we talk to clients about all the time. You know, NHA MBS is really misunderstood in the Canadian market, mostly due to the events of 2007, 2008 in the U.S. So, really, the differences just to start, differences are actually huge. Uh, you know, you're comparing apples to oranges here. Uh, you know, I, I, would, I would highlight maybe four, three or four big differences, really. So as a start, Canada has a much higher lending standard than in the U.S. So that in itself actually ups the quality of the mortgage pool. And that, this is only the start of the differences. So then you also look at, you know, the, the actual NHA MBSs in Canada do have two levels of guarantee, which is different than how it is in the U.S. So this is, you know, goes back to, to the previous question where you have the mortgage level guarantees and you have the CMHC government guarantee. So in essence, all NHA MBSs, well, sorry, not all, most NHA MBSs in Canada and definitely all that are part of ZMBS are guaranteed by CMHC, hence the AAA credit rating. And the third thing I would say is in Canada, there are no mortgage-based speculative derivative instruments such as CLOs or CDOs, which is really at the root cause of what of the financial crisis in 2007-2008. By definition, the Canadian market is much less speculative than the U.S. Uh, and I would say the fourth point really is mortgages in Canada are, in general, they're short-term. They're about five years with very minimal prepayment. In the U.S., on the other side, most mortgages are 30 years with a lot of speculative prepayment depending on the level of mortgage rates at the time. In Canada, any any sort of prepayment benefit the mortgager can have is offset by the by the penalty that they have to pay. So, in essence, that disincentivizes any sort of um, you know speculative prepayments. And historically, if you look at the level of prepayments in Canada, it's never actually exceeded one and a half percent. So it's very very low. Uh, as to what happens when you know, when a payment is missed or there's some sort of mortgage default. In this case, it's very seamless to the to the end to the end buyer or, inv- or investor in NHA MBSs. So what happens is, if someone was to default on mortgage payments, the issuer actually steps in, which is that that's goes back to the first level of guarantee. So the issuer steps in and they cover all the interest and principal payments. Now, if the issuer of the mortgage pool is in trouble and is, is about to default, that's when CMHC steps in and guarantees all timely payments of principal and interest. 
So hence, from the perspective of someone who holds NHAMBSs or ZMBS in this case, it is seamless. So the end holder or investor will never feel any missed payments or will never even be part of that transition or you know, anything that happens in the background. Thanks for uh, clarifying that for us, Jimmy. I know there, those are a lot of big differences, definitely, between the Canadian and the U.S. NBS market. You are listening to Deep Dive, a special edition of the BMO ETFs podcast. If you're looking for timely trade ideas to navigate the current market, we encourage you to tune in each Thursday for our weekly Views from the Desk episodes. You'll hear razor-sharp insights, commentary, and ETF strategies from our portfolio managers, as well as questions submitted directly from our audience of Canadian financial advisors. Now I'd like to pivot and actually take a look at uh, the ETF as a vehicle for access to these MBSs. Um, The ETF is such a great tool for investors to get access to this hard-to-access, unique market in mortgage-backed securities. So, Jimmy, can you talk to us about how the ETF trades um, and how it kind of maybe trades differently to how the underlying pools of these MBSs trade? Yes, for sure. NHA MBSs, they've, you know, historically and predominantly been, you know, institutional type asset classes. So, really, the trade sizes in, in these instruments has been predominantly block sizes. So, we're talking you know, minimum trade size of 1 million to as much as a few hundred million per trade. So that's pretty much the cause, you know, that plus the complexity of the asset class has kind of been, you know, it's it's kind of circled up the asset class to, you know, a handful of institutional clients. And typically the bid-ask spread on NHA and BS pools is anywhere from three to five basis points of yield. Now, keep in mind, so... An investor who trades NHA MBS is limited to pools available in dealer inventory. So, for example, because these securities are not shortable or lendable, so what that means, if I am an institutional buyer, I have to actually go and look for a certain mortgage pool that I want. So if I'm if I'm a seller of the pool, I can get a bid on it. But if I need to buy pools, I have to actually go and source the pool. So even though the advertised bid-ask spread on the instrument is three to five basis points, the effective bid-ask spread is actually wider. Whereas if you compare that to the ETF, so ZMBS, the bid-ask spread is pretty consistent at about 10 to 15 basis points of NAV. So what that means, that's the equivalent of three to five basis points of yield. Again, not to confuse basis points of NAV versus basis points of yield. So, when you so what that means is the ETF is actually trading at quotes consistently tight as institutional level quotes. So you are getting the benefit of that liquidity, and you will always have a bid. You will always have an ask on ZMBS. You do not actually need to go and do the work of sourcing any pools. Now, to demonstrate how we can make that actually possible. So the way we've actually achieved that is because, you know, NHA MBS is regardless of who the issuer is, is fully guaranteed by CMHC, it becomes a AAA instrument. So it doesn't matter, uh, you know, who the issuer actually is, because at the end of the day, they all trade on one yield curve. So what we do in order to get, you know, extract the most liquidity and be able to translate that, that to tighter bid ask, is we go and we source the cheapest possible pools and the cheapest possible liquidity, and via the custom creation process, we translate that liquidity into tighter bid-ask spread on the ETF. 
And the second thing we actually do here is as BMO Capital Markets, is we actually do hold an inventory of NHA MBSs. So whenever you know we are market making ZMBS, we do use our inventory as a buffer in the middle to actually plug in any holes and achieve the best liquidity for the client. Thanks, Jimmy. It's for our market makers like you that just bring cost efficient trading and you know we're able to develop this secondary market with the support of the market makers. It's, it's really great. So we've made a long-term case for ZMBS. You know, it's that low duration trade with just about two years duration, AAA rated, and actually because it's backed by the federal government and, and CMHC, it gets that kind of federal bond asset class status. So it kind of has that look and feel of a short federal bond, but as you mentioned, with a yield pickup of about 30 basis points. And as we look more near term, why could now actually be a tactical time for the Canadian mortgage market? What, you know, what economic tailwinds does this sector have right now? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. So, you know, obviously the market nowadays is going through a bit of an unprecedented time. So there's a lot of things really going on. And one of the main things is that part of Canada's COVID-19 economic response plan, similar to, you know, what the government did with the corporate bond purchase program and the, you know, the, the provincial bond purchase program, they launched a revised insured mortgage purchase program, which is called, you know, IMPP for short. And that program, the Bank of Canada is actually buying on balance sheet NHA MBSs from banks. And the purpose of the program is to help these banks fund the insured mortgages. Now, the size of the program is $150 billion which is roughly equivalent to about one year's worth of NHA MBS supply. So to give you a bit of context as to what that number really means. So in 2008, when we were in the middle of an actual mortgage crisis, the bank only used about $68 billion, And that was more than enough to actually sustain the market and bring everything back to normal. So like having a safety net of $150 billion is a big, big safety net. The IMPP program effectively puts a lid on how wide spreads can go in a sell-off, right? So it basically ensures there's always a back bid. Now, the spread is currently set at Canada Housing Trust bonds plus 40 basis points of yield. And this should quell any liquidity concerns during a market downturn. So basically, really, your downside in a market downturn is very limited, but your upside on actually holding the asset is much, much bigger. You know, forget about the negative side of things now. So actually, funny enough, this this whole COVID-19 situation has been a positive for the asset class. And the reason I say that is because, you know, usually the summer months are higher, you know, housing market activities. But now because there's less house, housing market turnover, what that translates to is there's less NHA MBS supply in the market. And what that actually does to the asset class is there's, there's going to be a scarcity bid. And for that reason, we believe in the short term, NHA MBS will outperform. And we've actually started to already see that in the market. So in summary, really, if, if I were to look at everything going on in the world now, so you have yield curves that are basically flat. You have credit spreads that have recovered from the whites quite a bit. And you have still many, many risks in the market. I, I genuinely believe that MBS is probably the best bang for your buck because you're looking at reduced duration risk. You're looking at a yield pickup versus an equivalent you know, government ETF. And you're looking at AAA government guaranteed credit with a backstop. So for that reason, ZMBS strikes me as the best bank for your buck. That's great, Jimmy. That's a high conviction um, argument right there. You made, a, you made a really great case for the Canadian MBS market, you know, because 
ZBS allows investors to pick up additional yield, as you mentioned, with a similar risk exposure, short federal bonds. But as you've talked about with all the bond buying programs right now and the lower NHA MBS inventories, it could really be a tactical time to get exposure to this asset class. So thank you so much for all your valuable insights on ZMBS and the Canadian mortgage market today. Thank you for having me. So just to recap, ZMBS has a 17 basis points MER with cost-efficient trading and liquidity on a traditionally hard-to-access asset class. AAA rated, 70 basis points yield to maturity. Well, that's all for us today. Thanks for tuning in. Check out our BMO ETF dashboard at bmoetf.ca for more information on ZMBS or any of our BMO ETFs. We'll see you next time. Thank you to Daniel Nezel, BMO Product Specialist, and Jimmy Karam, Director of Trading at BMO Capital Markets, for joining us on Deep Dive, a special edition of the BMO ETFs podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we encourage you to tune in to our weekly Views from the Desk episodes, available each Thursday morning, where you'll hear timely market commentary, insights, and innovative ETF trade ideas. The viewpoints expressed by the portfolio manager represent their assessment of the markets at the time of publication. Those views are subject to change without notice at any time, without any kind of notice. The information contained herein is not and should not be construed as investment tax or legal advice to any party. Investment should be evaluated relative to the individual's investment objectives and professional advice should be obtained with respect to any circumstance. Any statements that necessarily depend on future events may be a forward-looking statement. Forward-looking statements are not guarantees of performance. Mm -hmm.